Welcome to our crop insurance podcast hosted by Farm Credit Services of America, Frontier Farm Credit. This podcast includes information you can apply to your own operation so you can make more informed decisions and ultimately take less risk and make more money. Hi, and welcome to our crop insurance podcast hosted by Farm Credit Services of America. This podcast is intended to educate and ultimately help you take less risk and make more money. I'm your host, Jason Fink. I'm an insurance services officer in Mason City, Iowa. I've been serving Northeast Iowa for about 10 years. I grew up on a farm in North Central Iowa. Our goal today is help explain why producers need to consider margin protection for their operation. I'm joined today by Ellie Daisy, who is also an insurance services officer in Yankton, South Dakota. Hey, thanks, Jason. Um, In my nine years at Farm Credit, I've witnessed firsthand the volatility producers face year in and year out, specifically the last few years. I mean, everything from widespread prevent plant to severe drought. And I take pride alongside my team at Farm Credit, ensuring our producers are educated on important safety net options. And I really look forward to the conversation and educating you on margin protection. Hey, thanks, Ellie, for introducing yourself. Uh, I want to just jump right in, but uh, margin's been around for a little while, uh, but the last couple years it has really gained some traction in our territory. Um, can you give us an idea of, of what exactly it is? Uh, do a little explaining for our, for our listeners that may not know. Yeah, I would say the reason that it's became more prominent in our area is Prior to three years ago, it went off of NAS data, and we all know how inaccurate those were. And so now it's actually going off of RMA data. So those yields are derived from crop insurance reporting, so much more accurate. And I think that's been a big reason why it's becoming more prominent in our area. But margin protection is a subsidized top-end coverage product. It protects your profits against an unexpected increase in production costs or a revenue drop. I look at it as that top end, it takes you to 95% coverage. So the gap between your underlying multi-parallel up to that 95%, where I think a lot of our producers have seen uh, shallow losses in the last 10 years where they're maybe not hitting APH or right there or not hitting their expected revenue but their multi-parallel hasn't kicked in and this would alleviate that issue. Right. And the nice thing about, you mentioned the NAS information, that's for those of you that don't know what that is, it's, it's, it was a survey that was sent out. So basically NAS would, was a was the company that sent out the survey. And you know what happens with a lot of guys when they get a survey, they typically throw it away or, uh, and, it, and it just wasn't very accurate. With, with the RMA information, that just makes everything right on the money because it's exactly the true yield that you're reporting to your uh, insurance agent. So uh, that made a big difference on, on the accuracy of the yields. So, so who qualifies for this program? Are there specific requirements? Any producer can take out margin protection um, to have that individual coverage, but anyone that trends with the county is a good candidate for margin protection. Right. That, that's the number one question I usually get. Well, how do you know if you trend with the county? Yeah, so we have exclusive tools here at Farm Credit that allow us to put a graft out to compare your yields against the county. And so any insured that does business with us, we have that data and we are able to show them a correlation from their individual operation against the county to make those decisions. So I I do, I really believe that's one of the most important things to start off with. And um, it concerns me that for producers to take out the policy without knowing that. Yeah. And there's, there's so many, there's a lot of good agents out in the, in the world right now. 
but there's very few that are making data-driven decisions like we are. And, and with the optimum program, I, we can run hundreds of scenarios as to what, what's gonna happen and what's gonna be the long-term uh, return on investment with a product like this. And we, we keep pounding on how you track with the county because that is so key. Because if you don't track with the county, this is not the product for you. And we just wanna make sure that you're making the right decision. We just don't want to sell you a policy. We want you to be comfortable with it and understand it. And I, I feel like we have the tools that set us apart to, to do that. You mentioned uh, the 95% coverage. I just want to touch on the fact that uh, there, there's a ton of 95% products out there, but the fact that this one is subsidized makes a world of difference. A, a lot of the 95% products out there are uh, private products specifically from certain insurance companies. So they, if they're not subsidized, they're, they're really a lot more expensive. Any 95% product is gonna be more expensive than, a, than obviously a, a 75 or an 80 or an 85% uh, traditional multi-barrel product. But uh, the fact that this is, is subsidized is, is really a big deal. You can buy this individually or you can buy it with a stacked upon a, uh, an individual policy. And, and a lot of guys will think, I, I get this question a lot, well, why don't I just buy margin and not buy an individual policy? We want it to be a lot cheaper. Well, it's really not. All the risk is at the top end. And with the print, there's a premium credit involved and there's only a few dollars an acre difference between taking margin protection with an underlying policy or just taking margin. So uh, it's, it's, really, it's really designed to incentivize guys to buy both products and stack them. It gives you phenomenal coverage. I would say too, like even in some cases where quoting last year, you were actually better off having an underlying multi-parallel policy yeah. in place. So Ellie, just, just to go through, uh, get in a little bit more, more detail, can you give me examples of customers of yours that were paid an indemnity of uh, how that how that went about in the last in the last year or so this is going to be in southeast south dakota i have a producer 900 acres of corn 75 percent mpci policy took out margin at 95 percent coverage and 100 percent protection factor just to give you an idea that protection factor you can go anywhere from 80 percent up to 120 i think it's key to stay at 95 percent coverage if you're going to take a top end coverage policy out take it out so stick at the 95 but depending on where you're comfortable on premium, you can fluctuate that from 80 to 120. So this producer took out 95, 100 on margin. We do an expected yield and then we come in with a final county yield. And there was a 26 bushel drop in 2021 for the county, but we also saw a $1.55 increase on price from our projected price that's tracked from August 15th to September 14th. It follows the harvest price the following fall. So that increased $1.55. This specific producer had 160 approved yield and his final individual yield came in at 104, so substantially lower. And he was triggering an MPCI loss of 85 bucks an acre, but the margin protection policy triggered $135 payment. So he actually gained 50 bucks by having his margin protection policy in place. And I, I wanted to also add that in the last few years, my area specifically, we've seen um, different USDA programs from 2018 until we just triggered for 22 already. And these programs are all aligning with your underlying multi-parallel policy or your coverage you take out through crop insurance that are subsidized. So this actually helped him on USDA, like the ERP programs as well, because it automatically gives you a higher coverage level through those programs. So he gained $50 through his, through his crop insurance 
payments or indemnities, but he also gained on the USDA side as well. Another example I had, you know, we had large payments throughout our area was another county in Yankton County. This producer had 600 acres of corn, 75% MPCI coverage level. He took out 95, 120. This producer took out that 120% protection factor. Really how I explain that too is for every dollar of loss, you're getting a dollar twenty back. If you go down to eighty, for every dollar of loss, you're getting eighty cents back. So this producer took that ninety-five one twenty. There was a county drop of fifty-eight bushel, and an increase of a dollar fifty-five in price. This producer has a hundred and seventy-two approved yield, and his final individual yield came in at one hundred and thirty-five. So he did not trigger an MPCI loss, but did trigger an indemnity through margin of 362 bucks. Alongside that, he took this out also on beans, had 500 acres of beans, 75% MPCI, and 95,120 on margin as well. There was a 14.5 bushel drop for Yankton County and a $2.94 increase in price. His APH is a 51, and his final individual yield was a 33. So he did trigger a $65 MPCI loss, but the protection policy triggered 193 bucks. So he gained 128 bucks by having margin protection. So we'll have benefits through USDA programs like the emergency relief program. So a good deal on this end. And I think this example show you how um, you can receive an MPCI loss um, and also receive your margin protection policy loss on top. You don't stack those two payments. So in this example on his soybeans, you don't stack your $65 and your $193, but you do get your $193 payment total. So that's where I'm saying he gained $128. bucks. he will receive his $65 in the fall like he always does through MPCI. And then the additional $128 comes the following June. I've, I've had guys that this is a very attractive part of margin protection is it spreads out their cash flow. So they'll have their income in the fall like normal. But typically in the summer, cash flow is a little bit lean and you get that payment in, in June. And that really helps uh, move things along until you get to get to harvest when you got more money coming in. I just did some quick math while you were, while you were talking. And on that 1,100 acre guy, he got an additional $281,200 yes. to his bottom line for margin. That's a big deal. That's going to be a lot more fun to go see your banker in the fall when you're doing renewal over the line of credits if you got a $281,000 to plug into your to your bottom line. So that's that's really cool. And that's that's exactly what the what the 95% gains you. Um, so that that should really drive this this home of what it's worth. Yeah, absolutely. I always say too, you know, this is what differentiates you from your neighbor. When that piece of ground comes up and you have $281,000 additional in your pocket, puts you in a much better place. Yeah, when when the when the farm comes for sale or, or cash rents, I mean, who knows what cash rents are going to do? They, they're, they're very, lots of uh, variability out there, but this uh, really puts a nice cushion and keeps your powder dry, as they say, so you can you can have the flexibility to, to succeed. Yeah, you kind of alluded to um, maybe volatility in different inputs and costs. And I think that's something that I want to make clear in this conversation is this this policy covers you on yield, price, But it also covers you on input. You haven't talked much about that, have we? No, we haven't. So the product is using fertilizer, diesel fuel and interest rates as a as what it would take for for input what it costs to raise the product because it's not ba it's based on your margin 
obviously in the name. So it's it's how much gross, how much net margin you're going to make, and you're insuring 95% of that margin. Um, so if we have if fertilizer prices, there's a fertilizer price discovery period in the fall when you buy this product, and then it's discovered again the following spring. I look at the example for last year. We had, I mean, there's a war going on in Russia and Ukraine, and that has a huge impact on fertilizer prices. So we don't know what fertilizer prices are going to do moving forward. Um, you know, they, they can swing huge dollar amounts from fall to spring. And this is a great way to protect you against that volatility. Yeah, Jason. I mean, you just went over some of the reasons why you would have taken it out for 2022. Um, and I think a lot of those still ring true for 23. Um, something big different this fall is we're hit, sitting at historically high prices right now um, for this policy. There's always the ever concerning yield risk and we're still facing those geopolitical um, risks as well. So all big factors in the reason why I think you should take margin for 2023. Uh, the sales closing date on this is September 30th. So uh, that's, a, that's a hurdle that we, that we sometimes uh, struggle with when, we, when we're talking to growers, they're, they're thinking about getting the crop that's out there out of the ground. And we've got to make a decision on the crop that's six months away from getting planted. Uh, what what we want to do for insurance on that one. So that's that's a bit of a challenge, uh, something that we're not used to doing. It takes us out of our comfort level a little bit. But uh, by September 30th, uh, we have to make a decision uh, for the next year if, if you want to buy margin protection. I truly believe that it's worth the hour of time that it's going to take. I know out of every producer's very busy schedule right now, especially with the potential of early harvest around our area, but it's extremely important to carve out at least an hour of your time to discuss this product. So in closing, we've gone through a lot of information here in a short period of time. We don't expect everybody to absorb it all. Uh, but the, the key takeaway is September 30th, this, ha this decision has to be made. And it's gonna be very crucial that you carve out time with your Farm Credit Services America agent to discuss your specific situation and see if this is a fit for you. Hopefully this podcast was beneficial for you. Remember that your crop insurance policy gives you guaranteed minimum crop insurance revenue. Nothing else in farming guarantees you money. I want to thank Ellie for joining us today. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us and have a great day.